Hello and welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm here again with Colin Cox. Good day, Colin. Good day, John. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm marvellous. Good. We've just watched Series 7, Episode 20 of The X-Files, an episode called Fight Club. Uh, The episode's from the year 2000 and it stars the former ECW television champion... Robert Van Dam. Well, there's, it's not just Robert Van Dam. He doesn't have a single line in this, but there's Gene LaBelle. There is Gene LaBelle of who, LaBelle Lock fame. He was a proper wrestler in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, not just um, not just that amateur real wrestling stuff. He did proper pro wrestling, so he counts as well. Right, because I know, I know he's pretty good at the old grappling, the old yeah. real grappling. No, he he like trained Rowdy Roddy Piper and people like that, so he's all right. He counts. Okay, so we've got we've got two for, we've got a two for. <laughs> so um, I'm going to sum up what I thought about this at the end. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to go straight into it. So opens up. You've got two. What would you say, Mormons? Yeah, yeah, not like that. Kind of knock on the door, tell you, believe in God or else something will happen. And the knock they're on, very pushy. Yeah, the knock on uh, Kathy Griffin's door. She answers and goes, "Oh, I'm waiting for the cable guy to come here. Go away." So they go away. She slams the door. Yeah, she's got and a red, they sort of peer over. She's got a red car. Yes. Yeah, and so they go off. These two um, missionary people on their bikes. Yeah, and knock on another door. This person has a blue car with Lulu on the number plate. And they open the door and it's Kathy Griffin again. And they go, oh, didn't we just knock on your door? And they said, no, go away. And she slams the door. Yeah. Is that what happened? That's, um, that's what happened. Yeah. And then these two religious fellows start beating the crap out of each other. Yes. And it's a bit of the kind of, on the level of the they live, kind of <laughs> long, long fight where they just beat the crap out of each other on uh, Kathy Griffin's lawn for a long time. Police turn up and they're still brawling. It's like one of those, uh, it's one of them pull apart brawls they have in like TNA. Do you know what I mean? Then they go straight to the back. And then straight to the back. Which it kind of was, because it was the um, that was when the credits came in, wasn't it? Mm. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> to the back, <laughs> um, to the crappy X Files music. Yeah. I hate the X Files music. It's not very good, is it? It never has been. It never will be. It was dated back then, and it's shit now. Yeah, I don't, it's not just the, it's not just the music that's crap. Like the the credits look really naff. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I think the credits look naff when it came out with all the. Like weird little. It always reminded me of Only Fools and Horses with those sort of, like not not moving pictures, but yeah, you know, where it's like frame of you know a second's worth of movement, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can't describe it. I'm sure you it, know a technical name for it. It was shite. That's what yes. it was. Yeah, cheesy, cheesy. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of cheesiness in this. Actually, the music when they were fighting was like, <laughs> and I was thinking like this is. A few years after, I don't know, Apex Twin had come out with Come to Daddy and uh, Window Liquor and, you know, Daft Punk had been out. and So electronic music 
we know at this point in the year 2000 had advanced to beyond kind of late 80s drum machines, apparently. Mm. But uh, not in this. It was retro, Jam. It wasn't retro. It was <laughs> shitro. Ooh. Yeah. It was rubbish. They, were, they had bad, like... Some good orchestral hits at times as well. Yeah, orchestral hits in the year 2000. <laughs> it was it was awful. It was really bad. I hated the soundtrack. And the, all the way through, the soundtrack kept grating on me because it was just too much. Too many stupid sounds at stupid points. <laughs> I don't know. Was this was this meant to be a comedy episode? Yeah, it was. It was all just stupid. It was. It and was that's, stupid. That's, I mean, you know, can see that you're building up to a scathing <laughs> rant about it. But at this point, you know, spoiler alert. I haven't got a problem with it because I didn't at all take it seriously. No, I didn't take it seriously. But if it's going to be a comic episode, it should be funny. It failed. It failed as a serious X Files right. episode, and Fair it failed point. as a comedy episode. I suppose. I mean, it got panned in the day, and it's one of those where you know I probably watched it when in the two thousand when I was twenty. Saw Rob Van Dam and jizzed. It's got a wrestler in it, <laughs> but it had. Perennial film tough guy um, Randall Tex Cobb as well. Yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah, he's been in everything as the same sort of person who usually gets into a bar fight or a prison fight or something <laughs> like that. He was he was in Ernest Goes to Jail. He was in Police Academy Four. All right, so we're talking a high caliber. Of, he was uh... in Naked Gun Thirty Three and a Third. Okay, the list the list goes on. Um, we had the next bit where this this is what kind of annoyed me about this. Like all the way through, it was really kind of self aware and like, ha ha, aren't we? Don't we have lots of in jokes in the X Files? <laughs> don't we have lots of things we can draw reference to? So it comes back after the credits, and Mulder and Scully are at Kathy uh, Griffin's door. Was it Mulder and Scully though? No, it wasn't. It was just two FBI agents who happened to look like and sound very similar to Mulder and Scully. Yeah, at first I thought they were just using a couple of doubles to save on travel costs and Yeah, and like. I, I thought that, and I thought, that's not them. And then I thought, hang on, like, the Scully voice sounded like the Scully voice. Yeah, but all you got to do is just start going <laughs> with every single word. you got to be Sean Connery, <laughs> and anyone can do a Scully yeah, and then there was... Um, we can't all look like her. What was it? D- uh, what's his name? Duchovny. Yes. Mulder. Fox. His name's Fox, Foxy. apparently. Yeah, so Fox Mulder. His, his voice didn't sound right. It sounded like he was trying to do a Mulder impression, but really badly. No, all you got to do to do a Mulder impression is say everything just very slowly. Slowly, with no intonation, completely deadpan. Yes. Not changing your tone whatsoever. Be like that. You're a bit fast there, John. Yeah. And then... you got to sound like you're falling asleep. Yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll give this to the episode. It wasn't boring. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't want to fall asleep during this. It just made me want to... It actually had the effect that it had on a lot of the people within the show. As in, it, you know, there was that kind of thing of when these twins were present, for some reason it made everyone else want to be violent. 
Maybe it was because they knew that they were in this episode. <laughs> because it made me want to be violent. Let's, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, we're not even past the first scene. Um, so, yeah, what, what were they investigating? They went to these people's doors. I don't know. Yeah. Were they investigating a street brawl between two missionaries? Oh, those two, um, those two FBI people got into a fight. That's why they investigated. No, no. Why? Why were the FBI agents there in the first place? Oh, the police probably sent them round to investigate what? I don't know. An assault between two because religious missionaries. Well, the religious missionaries were sat in the back of the Fed's cars, so they probably told them all the weird things that went on that they just felt like fighting when they got here, and um, some weirdos in the FBI took a bit of an interest in it and said, you know, get in the car, point out the house and everything, and that's what they did. Right. Not convinced, I'll be honest. Not convinced. I've, I've seen The Wire. I've seen how difficult it is to get the FBI involved in cases. Come on. Yeah, but, you know, that's The Wire. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the FBI people... Do you like my notes? <laughs> yes. The FBI people, you find out got into a fight. You don't see the fight. Um, oh, no, you do. They just start scrapping, and um, she gets in the car, starts driving off, bloke grabs on, and then she drives into a post um, at about 40 miles an hour in an effort to just try and kill him, and they, you see a, a comedy shot of them both in the hospital in bandages with their arms raised and things like that. Yeah. So, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had um, that woman. Um, is this where... hang on? Is this the, is this the scene where Mulder and Scully are? Doing... Oh yeah, that's this, right. This this was grating. This was like <coughs> Mulder not saying anything, and Scully coming up with the Mulder lines. Yeah, and that that was a bit irritating. Going, yeah, well, they they must be cyclically linked, or are they? Bio blah blah blahs or other, other big words that are just um, X Files bullshit. Yeah, and it was like, I think it's meant to be funny because you watch the X Files and this is the kind of same verbiage they have every time. But it was Scully well, doing it. Had you watched the hundred or so episodes of the X Files before this in <laughs> order, then it might have made a lot more sense. <laughs> I don't know if it would have done. It might. You might have just. Haven't you haven't you watched all the X Files? Didn't you oh, once years do a ago. do a series every series in a row kind of binge? Years ago. But these things they don't always uh, I mean the X Files is just way too complicated to remember. <laughs> but because this isn't the first time we've reviewed an X Files, we did another strange episode. The um, that one was very strange. Jose Chung from Outer Space. That was very strange. Yeah, that was funny. But this, it, it went, and it was really good. I think this. I one, enjoyed that. I think this one is probably sort of trying to be a bit like that, same sort of quirkiness, and it didn't quite achieve uh, it. It was, it was, it was that kind of quirkiness of the kid who was in school who was a bit crazy, who'd wear like a t-shirt that has something about penguins stealing the sanity on, because they're quirky. Ah, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Yes, I've been to rock clubs. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that kind of um, annoying female, (laughs) or male, or male. But yeah, quite. I mean, I'm thinking rock clubs. The most annoying sorts were the men who 
used to wear t-shirts that would say nobody knows I'm a lesbian. Yeah. It's all right if it's on a woman, it makes sense. But a man, you know, irony doesn't work that way. <laughs> and you just want to punch them. Yeah, but it's it's like a double double irony. Can you say that with the rising inflection? No. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing my deadpan... In that case, it's not irony. Irony can only ever be used with a rising expression. Yeah, but this is double irony. Mm, Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the plot, John. (laughs) There was a plot. Oh, right. Go on, man. Tell me Uh, me about this this plot. Well, this this woman, she, Lulu, goes and gets a job at um, at a photocopy place to explain that she's had... 17 jobs in 17 states <laughs> really over the past three years. This scene. You know why? Because it was just like, they explained everything about her backstory from her CV. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you've had 17 jobs in 17 states. You move around a lot. You seem to have a very uh, checkered history. You've had lots of different jobs. Let me list some of these jobs so we get more of an impression of your character. And they were all quite stupid jobs as well. Yeah. But I don't think it's more to do with her character. I think it's more she's just trying to do generic random jobs here and there and then the other one turns up. She gets annoyed and decides, right, I'm off again. And uh, because she's her jobs are so stupid, she needs to get more and more stupid jobs. So uh, working in a photocopying shop is... Oh, know. that's a ridiculous job. <laughs> Actually, what, I, I don't would you think... rather do that or work on a high-rise high window cleaning? Window cleaning, any exactly. Day. Yeah. The um, the thing with with photocopy shops, print shops, that kind of thing is, I don't think there's anything in the world that annoys me more than a printer messing up. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Printer jams, just a printer running out of ink, anything like that. So to work in it on a day-to-day basis, I imagine I'd get quite quite cross. Well, since this I would, podcast, I would lose my mind. Since the last podcast um, went live, I recently started my new job and I found out, having once I've completed my training, I've been shown the desk that I'm going to be sat at. And it's right next to the fucking printer. Yeah! Fumes! One of the busiest points in the hot <laughs> office, one of the noisiest. I have bollock horrible tinnitus already. And then I'm going to be hearing... I can't even... Do it, but it's got to be like... <laughs> all the time. Not just that. People chat to you. People will chat to me and say, oh, you're new. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. How are you enjoying working in the civil service? Blah, blah, blah. And all stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that's not worth my 17 grand a year. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Mm. Well, in, in my news, I finished my novel. Woo! So, yeah. First, first draft. Yes. I'm, I'm now on the rewrite. Rock and roll. So, hopefully, just need to get an agent. Any agents listening, interested in um, dystopian, post-Earth science fiction? You let me know. Just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is, what is there any subgenres from there? I don't know. I mean, I suppose I suppose it could fit into the space opera bracket, although it is set just within the solar system. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel a bit awkward about using space opera. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back to this. Technically post-apocalyptic as well, but yeah. Back to this. <laughs> There's a washed-up wrestler 
goes by the name of um, Bert Zupanic, Bert Titanic Zupanic, <laughs> played by the Randall Tex Cobb. Do you think when that, that former woman... professional boxer and kickboxer, Mark, you? Yeah. Do 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 you think there was any um, Zupanic when Lulu worked as an animal trainer? Yeah. Get it. Get it. No, because no. of the the zoo and the panic. Oh, but this is spelt Z U. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. I'll take I'll take that joke back. Okay. Yeah. Take take that pun back. I apologise. Okay. Um yeah. He's in a bar where the barman is Jean LaBelle. A big fat at this point seventy sixty five, seventy year old guy who I know could um pull me apart in one thousand and nineteen different ways. But the gentle way as it is with judo. Yeah, but he does jiu-jitsu as well, so... Oh. Yeah, but that's only... Judo's the warrior out of self-defence. I'd never attack him. <laughs> so, he'll never use jiu-jitsu on me. Right. But, yes, he actually has lines, unlike Rob Van Dam, whose line... Yeah, the only th- line he knows is, Dude! No, but he didn't even do that. He just went, Ah! Yeah. Sorry, that's a bit of a spoiler, isn't it? Spoiler. But, yeah. Man, he's still more personal in some of his show on the... <laughs> Fucking, I hate Rob Van Damme. <laughs> um, I was waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to save that. But, yeah, <laughs> there's a promoter, there's Zupanic, there's this woman in the bar. It's, who is it? Betty is one of them anyway. Yeah. Either that or Lulu. You know what yeah. You know what kind of annoyed me about these Kathy Griffin characters? Is they weren't separate characters. They were both exactly the same. Like, even down to the type of words they used. Yeah. But these um But one one like pink and one like blue. That's how you could tell them apart. Oh, that's how it works with twins. Oh. Twins are weird. Are you glad that you didn't have twins? Yeah. Good. <laughs> um onwards. Let's we're gonna get through this, John. <laughs> we're gonna get through this. <laughs> <laughs> She's um one of one of the women's in the bar talks to bloke, and um, you know they end up going back to his and spending the night there, and um, having sexual intercourse, and then the other one. Can I can I just say her her um, her dialogue, her way of delivering dialogue, was fucking dreadful. She was like, "Oh, I'm so wildly attracted to you." See. <laughs> I'm going to offer a counterpoint here. I don't. I think that that was the point. I think she was supposed to be like that. Do you know what though? There's, there's so much in this where it's the well, it's supposed to be like that. I think will be the excuse, and it, it's not an excuse. It, I, th- I think it when it bad. comes to bad delivery, I think that is an excuse. When I'm, when it comes to bad storytelling, that's not an excuse. <laughs> um. Well, I suppose, yeah. I suppose that we've got we've got all them boxes ticked, so yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. So he sends her away, and the other one turns up. But he can tell the difference between the two of the identical women, so there's something going on there. He refers to them both as good luck charms. Um, one thinks that she's, he's having a, an affair with someone, and he is, he's having an affair with the other version. Yeah, He's knocking them both off. And he knows this. And it does have the thing that you get in, I don't know, classic stuff like the Shakespeare and the Frasier, where 
one person walks out of a room, another one goes, oh, hello, wouldn't it be yeah. awkward if I bumped into that other person and then they go away and then the other person comes in and goes, oh, goodness, wouldn't it be awkward? <laughs> and then the other person goes away and then the other person comes back. It's like, oh, one more thing. Isn't it lucky that we didn't bump into the other one? Yeah. And then eventually they will bump <laughs> oh, into each other. It's so fucking just tired, that... that. Oh, anyway. Then, anyway. Wasn't it uh, Ricky Gervais who invented that sort of comedy? Yes. Yes, it was. I hate Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I think that might be your catchphrase. I think you've probably said that I on hate... at, least, at least ten of these podcasts. Good. Well, I hate Ricky and Gervais. We, and we haven't even done anything with Ricky Gervais in we on this podcast. We never will, John. We'll see. You're doing that with someone else. But here's an interesting fact about Ricky Gervais. Did you know that if you take his name... <laughs> Rearrange your letters, <laughs> take them away, change them all together, you get the word cunt. <laughs> this is meant to be a PG podcast, Colin. Sorry, you can put a bleep over I can't. Oh. I can't be bothered to edit this shit. Jeez. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, onwards. 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 Where are we at? Um, copy shop. Bloody Mulder program. turns up. Has words with... Um, <laughs> oh, I've seen. <laughs> goes outside. Oh. Other one turns up. For some reason, things happen. Storm drain opens up. He gets sucked into it. Some <laughs> desperate self-awareness. Stop! Just stop. That I can't quite. Stop! Think. What happens? Right. Mold is <laughs> in the street on the phone to Scully. And he gets sucked into a drain the other side of the street. I just said that. Yeah, I know. I'm repeating it because okay. it was... And it, it, was, it was the other side of the street. And there was just a real kind of stupid thing of him being dragged across the road <laughs> legs kicking and then yeah he's he's underground and then the lid goes over him yeah I was surprised that they didn't do the kind of Doctor Who thing and have like a tongue pop out and lick its lips or something <laughs> that's how that's how fucking stupid that was yeah uh, Scully interrogates the twins mother Oh, all the while there's um, a bit of a plot thing of um, wrestle bloke also promoting money, otherwise he don't get to wrestle. Yeah, um, that we'll come back to that later. Um, but that's a terrible deal he must have with that promoter. It really is. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like that pay-to-play it, thing, isn't it, with the bands? Yeah. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Yes, it should. I mean, the pay-to-play thing with bands. What did they do? Did they sell tickets themselves? Pay to play in a venue, then sell their own tickets. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you get desperate street teamers <laughs> coming up to you and say, hey, do I come see my band? Yep. And I'll say, no, thank you. Come on, they're my band. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, no, I hate your band. They're going to be generic rock, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but it's live music. I was in Leeds City Centre today. I saw four different buskers and they were all shit. <laughs> were they? Were they it, one of them was doing an advert music of um, one of those Foo Fighter songs. Right. It, the one that goes. So, so da, 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 blah. That could be any of them, to be yeah, honest. I know. It's times like these something, something, something. It's, it's a Foo Fighter song. Oh, sorry, I thought you were just going to. It's times like these when I just want to punch a busker in the face. <laughs> They're doing advert music. Yeah, was there whistles and claps and... No, no, it's did more... They have a, it's did they have a ukulele? The, it was, it's more sort of the... 
the modelling advert music. Oh, cool. Remember that terrible version of um, Go Your Own Way that somebody did with acoustic guitars and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. Ah, uh, right. So, so it's like they take a good song with a lot of energy and, and, and make, make it... it downbeat, yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's... you've heard that on adverts, haven't you? It's always good when I do that. I think they do it for like life insurance and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, you're going to die soon. This song will help. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, um, it was before advert music when whistle clapping and ukulele-ish. Yeah. Why yeah. do adverts think that that music is good, though? Why do they think that people actually like that? I don't think they do. I think it's the... Um, I've explained this before. <laughs> when I did that thing and um, I had to find tracks for these videos. <laughs> and there's basically a library of generic tracks that you can get a license just for this library. But why do they think it's going to endear people? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe... What you've got to think, Colin, is you're not like most people. Yeah? Most people are fucking idiots. Yeah, but I am. Yeah, but in a different way. Okay. In a different way. You're a special idiot. Aww. Little little special man. Aww. <laughs> Your armbands are over there, by the way. <laughs> Crash helmet and stuff. I'm surprised you've not just ruffled my hair. Well, that wouldn't translate very well on a podcast, so... No, but for the sake of the podcast, let's let's pretend that you've done that. Okay. Back to the um back to this. Um for some reason there's an angry man in prison who it turns out is a sperm donor. Two women got his sperm at the same time and gave birth at roughly the same time to these two girls and very they, dominant very dominant genes. Very dominant genes. But yeah. This guy looks a bit like King Kong Bundy. We should review something with King Kong Bundy and he's always good. <laughs> I think we did. We did. Yeah, we should review oh, other right. things. Okay. That episode of Mad with Children was great. Yeah. And he was very good in it. He's very angry. And he was in uh, Weird Science. He was good in that. The programme was fucking <laughs> awful, but he was good. <laughs> so we've, we've done two things with him. Yeah. Let's get more. Okay. He's got a good record. Um... <laughs> Of appearing in shit things, <laughs> but making them ever so slightly better. Okay. Although Madbury Children was good in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, prison, angry man, but Scully gets information out. Then this boxy wrestling man is trying to, um, you know, he's trying to get the money together to get this fight with Rob Van Dam that he's got to pay the promoter. So, um... One of these women in the co- uh, copy shop goes and forges some hundred dollar bills and brings it to him in a carry bag. And it looks like it would be twenty five, thirty thousand dollars worth of bundles if it was real. Mm. And just why would you ever need to pay that much to <laughs> be in a wrestling match? Maybe we'd miss something. Maybe it was like a gambling debt. Maybe. Maybe that that makes sense. Let's just go with that. Have we, have we had the bit yet where um, Scully phones up Mulder from the prison? No, no, we're getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> but do tell Jim. <laughs> go on, no, carry on. Carry no, on. I've forgotten what okay, happened. Okay, so I blanked it out. Right, so this is the bit where um, Scully's just interviewed that guy in jail and realizes that the stuff with the sperm and all that, and um, she calls up Mulder. Mm-hmm. Her um, partner of over seven years, yeah, and he says, uh, you know, he explains, oh yeah, interrogated, blah blah blah, 
and I'm calling you from a storm drone, got stuck, and she goes, all right, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you've just had the revelation that your partner has just been sucked miraculously down a storm drain. and Someone you're, who you're, you've become very intimate friends with. Yeah, and yeah. your react- response is to go, yeah. Oh, they had that line at the start oh, of the thing as well. That, that, yeah, that, you know what, that first scene where the, that I said was great when they were talking about the other FBI agents who happened to look exactly like them. Yeah, and much. they mentioned that they've never had um, a physical relationship. Yeah, and I was like, that's not weird. Yeah, they, they, that needed to not at all be said yeah. at any point. Yeah, like, yeah they've, been, they've been friends and partners for however long, and uh, yeah, it's never... Oh, and never then, come to sex or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and Scully sort of raises her eyebrows a little bit um, in that rather seductive way that she does. In that knowing, knowing yeah. way. Ugh. Not a fan. Not a fan of this at all, Colin. What, this episode? Yeah. No, I'm but, a fan of Gillian Anderson. I well, think. who yeah. isn't? I mean, you know, we. I did say that we could have um, saved 45 minutes by just spending half an hour talking <laughs> about Gillian Anderson and... <laughs> then not bothering to watch it. Yeah. Because we've got this piece of paper here that says what happened. This is true. But, um, you know, you insist that we watch the things, so we've watched it. <laughs> We're nearly there, John. Keep We're going, there. keep going. Let's do it. So, um, other woman turns up as well, and he's explaining his debt to her, and she presumably goes off and does the same thing. Yeah. He turns up at the wrestling arena... In his gear, wearing amateur wrestling gear, I think. No, he's wearing a singlet anyway. Excuse me. Doesn't, doesn't really matter no. what he's wearing, to be honest. Well, it does because he's out in the crowd and he's ready for his fight and everything. And then that promoter comes along and says, where's my money? And then she comes along with a plastic bag. He looks into it. Okay, let's get ready for your fight. And then... No, he does actually say, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, that yeah, he says, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> yes. With a bit more enthusiasm than um, than what we're using. <laughs> not not much. Not much. So, so, so certainly wasn't the buffer. They have the fight, and um, they've got Rob Van Dam as a heel. To me, he always is a heel because I always want to see him lose because he's he was good in his day, but I never liked him. He's got no personality. He's not larger than life. He he does that thing where he goes like that. You know the thing that I'm doing. That's true. He does yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> great radio. The um, the thing that and he says his name slowly. He does. He does say his name a lot. <laughs> I think my um, my favorite memory of Rob Van Dam was his TNA theme song. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember how fucking terrible that piece of music was? Rob Van Dam. The whole effing show. Rob Van Dam. Um, something, something, five star frog splash. Yeah. Yeah. Van, what was it? Van Terminator. Van Terminator. Van Daminator. Van Crushinator. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. The whole effing show. That's all right. He'll cash in his pension check by doing shit promotions like PCW. <laughs> Billy fucking gun they had there this weekend. Mr. Anderson. I think they had Honky Tonk Man as well. <laughs> and Awesome. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, Colin, but there's actually some pretty good wrestlers on the British scene at the minute. And, uh, there are. Yeah. And a lot of them avoiding um, 
PCW. <laughs> I mean, look at... All right, they've had Zack Sabre Jr. there a few times. But they've also had... Uh, I don't recall that they've had Will Ospreay. They probably have. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't appear all over their papers. And you, he's you need, fucking great. You need to watch that match with Matt Seidel. I will. The best two or three falls one from Revolution Pro from last year. It's awesome, Colin. Awesome match. He He's going places. He's only 22. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he's going to New Japan. That's where he's, he's going. He's going to New Japan. Yeah. He'll be in NXT within two years. I hope so. He's Yeah, he's really good and he's... he's He's got it already. I mean, I'd never heard of him up until a couple of weeks ago when we mm. went to that show in Sheffield, and then we saw him in that um, three-way match. He completely stood out. Stole the show. Stole the show. That match stole the show. Yeah. He stole the show, basically. Yeah. And, there were, and we it, went especially to see AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And then I, I did some looking on YouTube and found some <laughs> other great matches that he's in, and yeah. it's like... Yeah, he's very, very good. That guy is going places, he really is. Yeah. Not just New Japan. But anyway, we need to finish this X-Files. Right, Rob thing. Van Dam, looking like a bit of an um, an executioner type thing. He's got um, a black hood cape thing on. Yeah. And um, looking a bit like Batfink. <laughs> um, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> they have a wrestling match. Woman, other woman turns along. Well, one of them. Your bullets cannot harm me. My wings are like a shield of steel. A field of steel. Oh, it's a shield of no, steel. It's a field of Is steel. Is it a field of steel? Yeah, it's stupid. But yeah, my wings are like, really. Yeah, like a force field, I guess. No, but, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure it is. Wouldn't really matter. A shield no. of steel makes more sense. Yes, it does. So um, I'm going um, to stick with that. Okay. Didn't know it wasn't like a really racist sidekick as well, karate, and he was just like a really terrible Japanese stereotype. Yeah, but he could do karate. Do you ever see the Dick Tracy show as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you were a child in the early nineties. <laughs> you had Sky One. That was awful. Dick Tracy saying, "Okay, chief, I'll get right on it," and then he sends one of his awful, awful people on it. <laughs> Great. Back to this. Yep. <laughs> um. First woman is watching the match, the one who comes along with the money. Um, second woman comes along. The promoter, she's got another bag with um, fake money in. Promoter comes along and um, takes a bag off her for whatever reason. But he's just, you know, looks in, yeah, walks off. I've got a second bag full of <laughs> fake money. <laughs> and then, you know, these two women have a bit of a face off and everything. And then um, Randall Cobb, um, Titanic in the ring, sees them both. Oh, one of them's getting dragged off by um, Mulder. Um, then, you know, the match is still going on. Rob Van Dam keeps pulling him away from the ropes and everything. And then a second Titanic man comes along. And then, for whatever reason, a riot breaks out. And then it cuts to the end scene... Oh, the two women seem to have formed a bit of a bond here at some point, but then you find out that they get involved with the riot because it has some mugshots at the end of um, the two women looking beaten up and everything with mugshots, the two um, Titanic men with their mugshots. There's a statistic of um, 
I don't know, so many millions to one chance of... 27 million to one chance that these two could ever meet. But they did. And for some reason, everyone fight. And then you, you see Mulder and Scully and they're all bruised and beaten. Yeah. The end, John. So, the stool chat. <laughs> Let me just um, begin before we get the stool chat, right? We went for a nice leisure, leisurely walk today with the ladies and uh, my son and my dog. Yes. We went in the park and I was, I was suggesting things we could watch for this. And you said, no, John, let's watch something good for a change. Well, failure. This is a failure, Colin. Do you know when I was um, <laughs> when I first watched this, I thought it was pretty good, but oh. know, I was probably blinkered. As I say, it wasn't boring. No, so that's good because we've watched some stuff where it's just been like, "Please end this." Is just the most boring thing I've ever had the misfortune yeah. to see. But this was so bad. Like the writing was terrible on this. I don't know what. The fuck they were thinking. For me, if I could put it on the stool chart right now, it's getting a massive one. Everything was forced. Do you not think it was just really sloppy? <laughs> <laughs> if it was, if it was sloppy, I think it was no more sloppy than a five. Yeah, but it was sloppy, and in fact, no, I think I think a five would probably be right because it was it was sloppy, but kind of all over the place and incoherent. But it wasn't see a doctor. No. It wasn't water. It had Gillian Anderson in it. <laughs> it had two wrestlers in it. That's not necessarily a positive <laughs> thing. Colin, you can't fall Look, back one, on. One of them, on that argument, Ready to Rumble was the best thing we've watched. Uh, and that is not true. Well, one of the wrestlers was actually acting, though. It had Gene LaBelle being bartender. And he was fine. He was actually pretty good yeah. at delivering his lines. Although there's one part where I just see him take a step back for some from some glasses. Was this where it was just a big shot of his gut? It's an earthquake <laughs> and everything. He holds at this big pyramid of glasses, and I thought, "Oh, that was really stiff." You're not really an actor. You've been told um, move away from the glasses, but you know, try and make it look like ah, bit nervous here. He just takes one very stiff step back. A bit like someone being told sidestep writing nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, a bit like that. Okay. So he hammed it up. This might have actually been better if we'd watched this wearing a helmet of justice, to be honest. <laughs> no, then we wouldn't see Gillian <laughs> Anderson. This is true. How is it possible to ham up stepping away from glasses? I don't know. I don't think he hammed it up actually. It's the opposite of hamming it up. Let's let's he try underacted it. Let's try and let's try and get to the bottom of what this episode was about. Because I'm what was this episode about, John? Do tell. No, this is what I'm asking. Oh. This isn't. That wasn't a rhetorical <laughs> question. This was, as far as I can make out, is you've got these sisters and brothers who happen to be identical. They're not twins. They're just identical siblings. Yeah. With, you know, brothers from a different mother and all that. I mean, I wonder if it. I wonder if it come from the same. Um, from the same penis bullet. Doesn't matter. These twins seem to just follow each other around for some reason and do the same stuff. Yeah, one... I think one of them is deliberately trying to... Yeah, but... But they're both saying it, it's the other one. Yeah, and there was the lie where Scully said that they seem to alternate who's kind of the aggressor and who's yeah. stalking who. So that's weird. 
And then it seems like whenever anyone goes near them or or has exposure to both of them, they suddenly turn violent. That makes no sense. That makes Not even in an X Files way. That doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. What what was causing the earthquakes? Or were they just earthquakes? The earthquakes, I believe, were caused by them. In the same way that the riots were caused by them. Some sort of telekinetic nonsense going on. Right. So, no, I'm, I'm still confused. <laughs> it's um, like, I've got... I've, I mean, I've, I've probably mentioned this before, but I've got no... I mean, for God's sake, I like wrestling. I, I have no problem with suspending disbelief. I have no problem with fantasy worlds and, and unusual stuff. You know, I, I write science fiction. I read fantasy stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm perfectly happy with that. But if you're going to create a world, it needs to be consistent within that world. Within that particular story, things need to be consistent. And that story was not consistent. I didn't, like... the Like, I know it sounds stupid, but, like, we can't... We don't even know what the rules were of that telekinesis. What, what were the limitations of it? Why was it causing an earthquake? Why wasn't it causing an earthquake when they were in the co- copy shop or... When they were driving yeah, around, the machines went nuts as well in the copy shop. Yeah, well, why? Why didn't their cars fall apart when they passed each other? Or do you know what I mean? Why? I, th- I, th- I mean, <laughs> I get the impression that aside from the occasional fist fight, these two can't actually harm each other with weirdness, just in a fist fight way. You know, if one tried, you know, it's a bit like um, the Cold War, right? Like, Lots of people scaring each other. They get into a fist fight, something might happen, but other than that, um, nothing ever happened. Yeah. And that's what that's what these women had going on. They were the Cold War. So they were kind of immune to each other's telekinesis. I'm guessing. But then they said about when the, the other... Do- so these doppelgangers and the um, Titanic doppelganger, he, when he arrived, they said about the... That it kind of was worse because there were more of them. Yeah. So it seems that people who have this power increase the amount of telekinesis disruption or whatever, the violent thing. John, I'm going home. <laughs> Do you, yeah. I think we had this last time. I think we had this with the Jose Trunk where we just had to work out what was going on. And still, I think it's inconsistent. I think that it's. It's the internal logic of this episode doesn't work, doesn't hold together. And I think that's the problem with it. Yeah. And also Kathy Griffin was crap. And also I just didn't think it knew what it was meant to be because it, I think it was trying to be a comedy. I think it was trying to be self-aware. Yeah. It was just missing on all those fronts. I mean, look, the so it's performance sloppy. of everyone in this, I think the only person who was any good in this was Randall Tex Cobb, the <laughs> washed-up wrestler. I think, I think like, Mulder and, like, I know Mulder's delivery is usually bored-sounding, but he just seemed like he'd checked out. He, he, I mean, he left quite soon after this. Yeah, he? he came back after that. I mean, yeah. I think he disappeared for... A series or a series and a half. So when they like but 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 the uh, the T one thousand, yeah. But yeah, but, but Scully's delivery, she sounded really bored as well. I don't know whether it's because she was being Mulder in that episode. I mean, I think it might be. It might have got to a stage where Chris Carter was thinking, "I'm Chris fucking Carter. I write the X Files. I can do whatever I want." 
You reckon that's where it was? Reckon he'd got that sort of Salvador Dali moment where he thought, if I sign this napkin, it's going to be worth thousands. Highbrow, John. Yeah. But oh, no. <laughs> Whatever. Same thing, the, the arrogance, the ego of the artist. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I do think so. So, back to the stool chat. You never did give it a score. I did, five. Oh, five, okay. Because, as I say, I think it's just... It's quite sloppy. <laughs> Maybe. I'm still inclined to think constipated, but severely constipated. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if you take a laxative, then it might come out sloppy. So, can I be lazy and go one and five? No, we can't. We can't. I'm, we can't I'm, keep doing I'm that. I'm sick of that. Okay. I, I think I think you're setting... You're making it too easy. All right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think I'll go with, I'll agree with five then, because I think that'll be the end result. Yeah. <laughs> but it was forced. I'll give it, yeah. It was forced. Everything was forced, but I'm feeling, I think I'm feeling, it was so feeling, forced. Feeling more inclined to, uh, yeah, stick, give you give it a one, maybe. Yeah. A, la- a laxative um, <laughs> was taken and washed down with prune juice. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing yeah. that we've watched, but... You know, it wasn't the worst thing we've It watched. wasn't Reddit or Rumble. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> Well, exactly, that's why, <laughs> that's why you gave it a one, Colin. Whee. But um, now the... It's okay. That was good. Yeah. That was I good. know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, is I think the five, actually... Let's stick with the five. The five, the end result. Yeah, we'll because, because we've given quite a few, like, ones and twos, and I think we've given quite a few, like, sevens... I don't think we've actually given any fives, and I think this is well. No, I mean you did give a five to um to the 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 Christmas thing that we watched, but only because of um because it had a good Christmas pun in it. For the for the <laughs> for the Bristol Yule chart, five was like something like a Yule log or something. Right. However, that that film, I wouldn't have given it more than a four. It was just shit. <laughs> it wasn't terrible, but it was just air yeah. followed by shit followed by. A wipe of tissue, and you might not even get a skid mark on the tissue. <laughs> that sort of shit. It happens. You might get a page of viz done while you're doing it, and there you go. Uh, so, since introducing the uh, <laughs> Bristol stool chart, I've got to say this podcast has gone straight into the gutter, <laughs> straight into the gutter, and into the sewers. It's yeah, just I don't know, off a cliff, man. Terrible. Yeah. Shall, shall we? Um. Shall we watch something good next time? That way we don't. <laughs> don't use make. The chat. Don't make that. Don't make that promise, Colin. Don't make that suggestion because you've you've done that. You suggested. Let's watch something good. We'll watch the X Files. That's good. I was wrong. But you know, what else have we watched in the meantime? We've watched American Fucking Dad. Yeah, that was bad. That was pretty bad. I'm sure we'll find something good soon. Yeah. Remember, we watch this shit so you don't have to. <laughs> you remember your catchphrase. I've remembered our catchphrase, so let's end it there. Right. Well, we're on the Twitter, at WWA Podcast. We're at over 5,000 followers now. Woo! Nearly 6,000. Really? Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, um, yeah, we mess around on that. I don't know. Troll people. <laughs> you you had a bit of a uh, altercation with uh, SoCal Val, I believe, <laughs> blaming her for uh, Ready to Rumble. Was that was that you? It's blame, John. She said, "Watch that." <laughs> that's not blame. That is, you know, that's a bit like I don't know. But she is lovely. 
And um, her response was quite good, though. So, yeah. <laughs> what was it again? That you, you missed the symbolism yeah. <laughs> of ready to rumble. Yeah. I just we just don't understand symbolism. She said, "This is this is true." Yes. Mm. Didn't you have an altercation with Brian Alvarez recently? Yeah, well, that was over a serious matter. So, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, I mean, by the time this goes out, it'll be kind of old news. But it was the thing on Wrestling Observer Radio. Axel Rotten just died when we record this, and um, we did. I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio and. Uh, mentioning that, doing the obituary stuff. And then the music that came in after the break was Good Times by uh, Sheik, <laughs> which is just a really happy, cheerful disco track. And I just thought, hmm. Yeah. Bit inappropriate there. And I, you know, and I, I, I thought, like, imagine if you were Axel Rotten's family, you're listening to that, and then they come back in after the break and they're, they're doing that. And they're still going on about his death after... Yeah. Oh, they were st- I've not listened to that one, oh. but they were still going on about it, were they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, really sad news. I mean, what? These are good times. In the background. Like. I was, yeah, I was thinking if it was just an announcement break, next topic, it would, um, <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad if you're listening to it live, but when you listen to it as a podcast and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, pod- I podcasted it, so... Yeah, so that would be pretty bad. But the fact that they carried on talking about it... Yeah. Not good. <laughs> it's bad. But uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah, we're on Twitter, at WWA Podcast. Um, we're on the Facebook as well, which is facebook.com slash WWA Podcast. Which is just um, our tweets. Yeah. And we are on the iTunes. So subscribe to the show if you're not already. And um, leave us a review on the iTunes, you know, any, anything helps like that. And re- re- give us something good to watch. Yeah, please. We've uh, we've been trying to get some, you know, people to let us know good stuff to they watch. They keep telling us to watch things like No Holds Bad and that. We've watched that. We watched we've that before doing it. Yeah, we watched that before doing this podcast. And Episode 50 is coming up this year. <laughs> we'll do it then. I'm laying that one down, John. We're doing that one for episode 50. Yeah. Yeah, we get to see, you know, awkward Hulk Hogan films where somebody um, nearly gets sexually assaulted, which seems to happen in every Hulk Hogan film. Do you think, do you think it'll have a different sub- subtext now that he's, um, you know, really got a feud against a big black guy? You know, Possibly. With the racism allegations and... Just when all that racism stuff came out, it just reminded me of that scene in Father Ted. I hear you're a racist now. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Father. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, until next time. Bye. Toodaloo.